Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, Pop Chasers, and thank you for joining us on this beautiful Thursday, April 8th. I'm Allison, and I'm joined by Kate Ward. Hello. And we are the hosts of Pop Chaser, a daily podcast brought to you by The Dip. Uh, It is a new day, which means we've got some pop culture headlines to break down. So grab your coffee or your mimosa or your Bloody Mary or your screwdriver. I'm going to run out of breakfast cocktails soon. But regardless, I'm not going to judge. And let's get to it. Okay, Kate, we have a lot to actually talk about today. There's a lot. So yesterday was a, a day for Bravo. And I think we should start with something near and dear to our hearts, which is a dip exclusive that we need to tell everybody about. And it is with the one and only Paige DeSorbo. Yeah. And I, I feel she is the ultimate Greek chorus of this season of Summer House and, and basically any season of Summer House she's been on. She's been great at being able to set the scene and kind of explore what's happening around her. But she spoke to Samantha Bush for us at The Dip and talked a little bit about this season and some of the, as you would say it, drama. We know that she's sort of like caught in the middle of this Hannah and Amanda fight that is going on throughout this season. We talked to Amanda too, and she mentioned how, you know, things seem to be a little bit icier between her and Hannah at the moment, but uh, Paige still refuses to pick sides and people tell her that she needs to call her friends out and everything, but she says, I'm no one's mom. Yeah. I actually really respected that because like when I was reading the interview, I feel like something I do a lot is feel like I need to call people out on stuff when they're, they are wrong. Like not even a matter of an opinion, like you're wrong, but I really appreciated what she said, which was basically, and I'm paraphrasing was like, I'm nobody's mom. Instead, I think I can focus on like being there for them. If things kind of fall out or talking to them about maybe what they could have done instead. And I was like, God damn, that's good. Like I need to be more like Paige. So I, I definitely was, I really admired that. And I also thought it was interesting too, because Samantha Bush asks, page about Hannah's pretty rough season, in my opinion, and I think everybody else's. I think I speak collectively (laughs) for for the collective Bravo fandom that Hannah's having a bad season on Summer House. Um, And she was saying, like, this isn't the Hannah I know, which is interesting because you know, and she gives, she does what any friend would do. It gives her some like passes of like, she's emotional in terms of like, you know, she's, she's, you know, got a fiery temper when she feels like somebody has wronged her. She kind of goes from zero to 60. I think that we can all admit it. It's been a very emotional season for Hannah. I think that we can just like move past that version of Hannah and hopefully we're moving into Hannah in love 
person. What I love about the interview as well is that Paige talked about what it's like dating as a reality star too, which is something that you don't really hear that much about. And, uh, you know, she talks about like how, like when a guy asks her out on the first date, if they say, if you ask about the show, that's a red flag. If they neg her about it, be her being on the show, that's a red flag too. I just kind of feel like there's so many red flags if you're dating and you're a reality star at this point. I can't imagine that's what That's why they be. all date each other. Right, because only each other could understand each but other. But then, like, how am I going to marry Chris Evans? I don't know how to help you with because, that. Because, like, <laughs> I don't want him to think that I'm going to just fan out over him. I mean, there are people who have married their fans. Nicholas Cage. Who, Matt Damon and his real estate agent? <laughs> Is that who you were going to bring up? I'm not in either real, way. I'm not in real estate, Kate. That's such yeah. a clout thing. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You also are part of a startup. You are a startup founder, and you know Allison Williams married one too. But they're not married anymore. <laughs> Don't bring it up. Ugh. Either way, check I out the interview on the dip. Uh, it's a great long interview. It's a great media read. So I recommend you going there and check it out. But we also have to move on to, I think, probably one of the biggest stories happening today that we think is happening today, that we don't have confirmed happening today, that we kind of hope is not happening. Wait, I don't know where you're going with this. And that is Rachel and Matt of uh, The Bachelor possibly being back together. Okay, so basically Dumois posted photos of two people who are supposedly, allegedly Matt and Rachel, but it's from behind. They are like, I have a new puppy and my, sometimes he steps on like my phone and the photo comes like, comes out really blurry because he's moving all the time. That's what this looks like. It looks like a <laughs> eight, eight week old puppy took the photo. Um, it is so, so, so bad, the quality, but people are saying that it's Matt and Rachel. I'm not sure if that's from like eyewitness, uh, observers, but. And reality, Steve also confirmed, confirming well. that they are in New York together. Yes. So What's the energy like in New York right now? Let's go to boots on the ground. Kate Ward. Take boots it on away. the ground. The sun is out. It's 60 degrees. Like I understand why this would be a season of reconciliation and understanding because everybody right now just kind of wants to live and go out and be with loved ones and just, you know, have a feeling of good vibes all around. So the boots on the ground of New York is that we're probably going to be, be making a lot of irrational decisions during this time because we haven't <laughs> seen sun and warmth in months. Maybe they were inspired by Easter and they were like, let's bring it back to life. Let's do it. <laughs> let's just, just resurrect this nightmare of a relationship. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really do hope that like, maybe it's just like, let's grab coffee maybe, but I'm not, I'm not sure what I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I, well, my feeling is I don't feel good about it, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know at this point, I'm kind of like, you know what, Matt, you got to do what you got to do. I'm over it. I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to help them out anymore by rooting for them. I'm just like, you guys, you got to do you. And I think we have to sort of move on from the season. We talked about this in our podcast yesterday about how we just can't can't with this Matt season anymore. It's it's been, you know, come came with so much baggage. So we have to move on to what's in the future, which is Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. And we finally have premiere dates for those. So Katie's season of The Bachelor will start in June. And though when June Michelle's 7th. 
June 7th specifically. And though we don't know Michelle's date quite yet, we do know that Bachelor in Paradise is coming in August. August 16th is the date for that. So there's a lot we know at this point. We kind of have some clues as to who's going to be on BIP based on what they're posting on their social media. Uh, We also obviously know the dates, as I just mentioned. But the one thing we don't know is what the hell is going to happen with the host. Yeah. And uh, Michelle, they said that is she's going to start filming in July. So that gives us a pretty good breakdown of, I would assume Michelle's season is going to air around the time that Claire's season started um, this, this year, or I guess technically last year. So we're going to have like a 2021 full of bachelor, but yeah, like you said, TBD on the host, we for obviously for you know Bip, the hosts for a bachelorette. My guess to, uh, is they're going to just go straight to Wells and just keep it easy. Like, I almost don't even feel like we need a host. Chris is, I mean, Chris has used BIP as like a, a great three week golf trip to Mexico. Right. So I, it's like, we don't even need it. You yeah, know, that's all true. he does is welcome people. And yeah. then that's about it. So there's really nothing that I feel like And one thing I'll note too, is like shows like Love Island, which I'm a huge fan of Love Island, UK, US, I didn't watch US one, but I loved US two. When they do it, they have a host, but Love Island doesn't always have their host come in to facilitate like exits. So I think that they can even take a page out of that and just use you know, each other as kind of like the guides for the show's format. Uh, because I really just don't, Hey, if they want to put Jorge in the the big boss position, I'm more than okay with that. Um, but it's kind of like the circle too. Like the circle does the same thing too, where we have the host, we have Michelle. Yeah. Uh, but then Beto, I'm thinking but- like that has like technology involved, but give everyone <laughs> a cell phone, give them their cell phones. But yeah, I agree. I think that we could, I, I, I almost feel like they're going to just skip not have one like an official one and for that I'm like that's fine let's keep it easy and like non-controversial and then it'll be really interesting what they do with Bachelorette for Michelle. I am feeling major deja vu during this podcast because we talked about Bachelorette yesterday and we're going to end up talking about again Kardashian because we also got the news that Andy Cohen will be hosting a Kardashian reunion, which I'm kind of confused about the concept of a Kardashian reunion because a reunion is typically, hey, all these people filmed a season. They all watched the season. They got pissed off at each other. They went apart. They're coming back together to now talk about it. Mm -hmm. And a Kardashian reunion is just basically talking to your roommate, right? Like, (laughs) well, I do feel like we don't get a lot of sit downs with all of them. And Andy is definitely an interesting pick because he, maybe he won't softball the questions, but at the same time, it's like, they run the show. Like they are the producers of this reunion, probably. (laughs) So like, it's not like they're going to like be getting some really difficult questions thrown at them. I was also a little, I mean, this will be Kim's first sit down interview since her divorce announcement in February. So that'll be interesting to see her talk about. But God, doesn't that feel like it was so long ago? I'm just like thinking through, like we got the news in January that they were probably going to split and then they did split in February. And yet I have aged 85 years since then. Yeah. I mean, I basically, what I want Andy to do is, you know, of course ask that, you know, 
the question of from from Deirdre in Des Moines, and she really wants to know <laughs> how long Kim and Kanye have actually been apart been because separated. it's been forever, and I need that question to be yeah. asked. Also, I am kind of sad to see that it's not like everyone that's ever touched the Kardashians. Like, right, like I want Chris Humphreys in there. I want, oh my God, do I want hum- the hump? I want the hump. I want, honestly, I want, I mean, we have Scott, but like Scott is a Kardashian, but I want all of the exes. I want them all. I mean, I would, l- I want them all. And I, is like Caitlyn going to be involved? It didn't seem like it. And so there's just a lot of like holes because quite frankly, like, I don't really want to see them, like, just go back and forth being like, isn't that crazy? Yeah, exactly. Ultimately, I'm not that excited about a reunion of the Kardashians as much as I would have been for a people's couch, uh, which is what everybody thought. Everybody was teasing because he teased it with a tweet of a sofa. And so naturally, it's a couch, but it also came with the announcement of the Bravo kids, uh, reunion of sorts. And uh, how do you feel about this? Allison? I feel great about it. Do you not? I don't know how I what? feel. First so all, basically it's not a reunion. It's well, a watch what happens live special. Okay. So now tell like everybody what it's di- going to be. It's a diet, basically uh, of the, of the ilk of Megan and Harry sitting down with Oprah, Diane sitting down with Brittany, which boy, do we have a lot of thoughts on that, but that's just for another conversation. Um, and this one is going to be iconic. I'm going to just read some of the names. I kept the link open so I could read the names. So we've got Gia, Judice, Brielle Bierman. We've got Riley, uh, Candy Burris' firstborn, as people calls her. Uh, and we've got Brooks Marks, of course. Uh, Dolores' son, Frankie, God bless. Vicky Gundelson's daughter, Brianna, who I think I like, but I still am like a little, I like, I wonder about her. Uh, Gina Keo's son, Shane. Uh, Cynthia's daughter, Noelle, who's been in the season a lot. Victoria De La Seps. Avery Singer. I mean, that one, I can't believe it. And then we've got Albie and Chris Manzo. Are you kidding me? And then Sheree Whitfield's son, Cairo. Guys, this is an unbelievable list. This is like Avengers. This is Avengers. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm excited for people like Victoria, for uh, Avery, you know, for some of the people like Shane. Yes, definitely. People that were there from the beginning, because I feel like that they have a lot to say. And it's been so long since we've seen them. I really don't need Brooks. I don't. Oh, because it's like giving him too big Brooks. of a head. Yes. And it's also, we haven't had any separation from him. We don't need his perspective. Well, we yeah, have his don't perspective you already. I'm sorry. I would love to know Brooks's perspective on the current legal goings on in Salt Lake City, comma, Utah. I mean, he's already subtweeted her essentially through, uh, you know, responses on social media. So well, it's not like. And also he has no freaking clue what he's going to like talking about. He knows how to make a tracksuit. But Does I, he know? I would I like Does am really even? excited about um. I'm excited about a lot of them. I mean, there are some duds in that group. Don't get me wrong, but overall it's like we're above a 50% in, in terms of who I'm excited about. And I think it's going to be great. Gia and Frankie, they went to prom together. (laughs) 
how old is he? 22. Yeah. I mean, the fact that him and Gia are going to be together, I wonder what the setup of this is going to be. Is it going to be Zooms? Because then I, I will be honest, I lose interest almost immediately. Can't wait to hear about Riley going to NYU. She's such a rock star. Um, haven't thought about Cairo, Sheree's son in a hot second, but I'm ready for it. It's going to be like, I hope they, I hope they just like destroy their parents and just talk so much shit about them. I don't think that's what's going to happen. And I think you're going to be disappointed. I think it's going to end up being pretty boring. And, you know, there's a reason why these kids are not featured as much on the show. It's because they're just not as interesting as their parents. And that's okay. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll be covering that on my own podcast called (laughs) Pop Macer. (laughs) It's called Schmop Schmacer. And I'll be talking about the reunion in three parts. (laughs) Um, okay, but there isn't, there's more happening on Bravo that we need to talk about. First of all, we thought we were getting a Beverly Hills trailer this week, and it seems like we're not, which is devastating, but we did learn that Sutton is now considered a full-time cast member, which is huge. So congrats to Sutton definitely deserved, especially if like the rumors of her season, and how it's been going are true. It sounds like she earned that diamond, like tenfold but there's even more happening at bravo and that is and this may only be interesting to kate and i that project runway is starting production in the spring yes no very excited for that you know i think it's one of the shows that i think has withstood the past decade in a way that many others haven't i'm not sick of it yet i love it i love christian Cirano. i love everybody involved did you watch Um, last season mm mm-hmm Oh my God, because last season was great. I thought like, not only did we get some very talented designers, I thought Christian was great. Like you just said, and we got the iconic, not even dinner with the Kushners. Oh, I know. Oh God. It was so good. It's been good since it came back. I mean, I think that, you know, the reboot, you could be worried if it doesn't come with Tim Gunn or Heidi, but, um, you know, they put it in the hands of pros. It's great. So I'm very excited for that to, to come back. So we'll be, I'm sure chatting more about it as the, uh, the premiere approaches. Yeah. Is there anything else happening in the world? No. Oh, well, I do want to just shout out though. Um, Kate and I will be hosting a little happy hour with Bravo and cocktails on clubhouse on Friday. So definitely tune into that because if you like what we're talking about here, we will surely be talking about it on that happy hour. So, um, you can find us on clubhouse under our, our usernames. Mine is just Allison P Kate. You are Kate Uh Ward. I don't remember, but you could also go to everything pop culture, the club, and that's where we hold all of them as well. And I'll also be doing a chat with the Bradshaw boys uh, tonight at 8 p.m. So if you want to chat sex Sex in in the the city, city, which I always want to chat sex in the city, definitely come and join us. But of course, before we go, it's rabbit hole time. Uh, So Kate is up today. She's going to be taking us down the rabbit hole. Kate, what are you obsessed with right now? So I went down the rabbit hole for something called the Carrington event. Have you heard of it? No. Car- Carrington? Yes. The Carrington event. What uh-huh. do you, what do you think it is? Um, oh God. Okay. I think it is when a planet comes too close to the sun and all of the natural resources shrivel up and uh the water turns green 
God, you know what? You are not so far off. Are you serious? Surprisingly, I thought, see, the Carrington event sounds to me like a party at, you know, Dynasty the TV show or something like that. But what it actually is, it's a superpower. What happened was it was in 1859. It was a powerful solar storm in which everybody was able to see like Aurora Borealis in the sky, basically. And what happened was, you know, this big solar flare came out and it totally disrupted um, a lot of the uh, like electromagnetic operations throughout the whole earth. And so in that case, some things happened with like telegrams were not going through. Um, some people were burning themselves on telegrams and everything because of the actual force that was coming through. And then in other cases, you could take batteries out of telegram equipment and it would still function. So it was just going haywire completely. Um, and it was all just because of this like ginormous like event that was happening in space. But what people- heck caused it? So it's basically just this big solar flare. And, uh, but this one had the energy of 10 billion atomic bombs. So it was particularly large and it's now known as the largest on record to have struck the planet. Now that's on record, of course, like I'm sure this happened earlier on and we didn't know about it, but um, people were, you know, waking up in at midnight because they thought it was time to start the day because it was just bright outside and they had no idea, but the, and they didn't have like the internet to like Google, like what is happening? Exactly. But they also didn't have the internet. They had sort of like the Victorian version of the internet, which was like telegrams, telegraphs and all that kind of stuff, which was, like I said, like, you know, totally, you know, chaotic at the time. But, you know, what they talk about now is that like, if this happened now, it would be just like massive disaster because you think about the grid that we have, the internet grid, it would just just throw it into, to, you know, oblivion and potentially it could cost between $1 trillion and $2 trillion worth of damage wow. on the satellite communications, GPS, all of that based on this report that came out in 2008. So I find like some of this stuff happening in space, terrifying, but also fascinating at the same time. And in, on the one hand, this does sound pretty scary, but on the one hand, it probably would have been pretty awesome to see. I mean, I I would have enjoyed it in 1859 and not today. Have you seen the movie Geostorm? Oh, of course I've seen Geostorm. Yeah, I don't know. Geostorm. You, I don't know. Geostorm. <laughs> Inside joke if you listen to How Did This Get Made. Um, but it like it makes me feel like that is like what could like that type of that this the seismic is that a word seismic? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, what would happen to it? Would it be, would planes be falling from the sky? Would, you know, like would, would TV <laughs> well, show I don't everything just how explode? Planes work, so. <laughs> okay. Well, that will be another deep dive. I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I don't understand how a metal tube suspends in the air for <laughs> thousands of miles. Yeah. And I try I'm, not to think about it, but I will, especially when you're in a plane, you don't, you're like, you know, I'm, not, I'm just going to think about anything else right now. Like, <laughs> like the disgusting bathrooms, but, um, that's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised there's not more movies with that. But anyway, that was my deep dive for the That's day. That's great. I'm continue to be deep diving. I'm sure. I'm, I got to look it up. Is that Carrington with a K? No, it's a Carrington with a C. C-A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N. Um, well, I can't wait to Google that and, and, and dive into that rabbit hole with you. Um, and I guess that that brings us to the end of the episode, the end of the day, a lot of great headlines, a lot of like reality esque things today, um, which is obviously like some of my favorite things to discuss, uh, until tomorrow when we will have a whole new set of topics, 
Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to us on your podcast app leave a review, uh, check out the dip.com. We just got a really cool new feature where you can comment and join in on a conversation with Kate and I, we've been talking about a lot of these things on the dip. So if you want to continue the conversations with us, hit us up on there. And until tomorrow, when we come back with a new batch of headlines, we just got to say cheers. Cheers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.